The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. Let it be Beatles version, not the replacements. Man, this is, uh, we're getting near the end, aren't we? Seriously. This is, uh, this is wild. Can't believe it. Yeah. So, uh, the song Let It Be, uh, this, it's another tricky one for me because it's another song that's arguably overplayed. Uh, I feel like I hear it everywhere. It's easy to take for granted. Um, it's one of those Beatles songs that seems like it's always existed. Um, listening to it with fresh ears and an open mindset recently, though, for this podcast. Um, you know, I did it in its original version, its single version with George's different solo, the Let It Be Naked version, and yes, the Anthology 3 version. Uh, I let myself be comforted by the thought of letting a Jesus-type person take the wheel, so to speak. And, um, that's the point of the song, right? Uh, you just... Let it, let it go and let your faith in a higher power give you comfort during trying times. Uh, I understand that's the appeal of religion, but the concept is a lot more uh, playable to me personally in a song written by Paul McCartney. Uh, go figure. Um, <laughs> for what's worth, despite the controversy for at least the title track, I don't think Phil Spector ruined, ruined it with globs of grandiosity. Uh, you'd think he hired the polyphonic spree the way some people complain about it. Um, but uh, remember the polyphonic spree? I, had the, I sure do. I forgot their name, and I had, I, it was an interesting Google search. Like, big choir band 2000s? And, uh, and Rainbows? Follow the sun. That's all I remember. <laughs> and they were on Scrubs once. Uh, oh, yeah. that's right. Wow. <laughs> That's a that's a deep cut right there. Mm. Huh. What commercial were they in? Uh, I want to say Apple. Seems like it was like it's it was like Apple or Volkswagen. <laughs> oh, maybe. Well, now I have to look it up. Now nah, hold on, commercial. Mm -mm -mm. Be uh, Beetle, yeah. Uh, there you go. How? There you go. Perfect, Beetle. Wow. <laughs> we didn't. Didn't plan that at all. I really no, didn't. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, anyway, everyone is on their best behavior on this song. Paul's vocal doesn't fall into mimicry. George's solo is meaty yet tasteful. Ringo keeps the rhythm on track. Billy Preston is at his Billy Prestonness, And John didn't ruin it with jokes in any version, at least none of the recordings. So it's a fitting final Beatles single to me. It's crazy that this is the last Beatles single, man. But, you know, f to your point, I also don't think that this is one that Spectre really ruined. I think adding, like, some orchestral arrangements and making it a bit more grandiose, it is fitting for a song like this that's, like, you could interpret to be about religion, mm -hmm. where it's, you know, you know, <laughs> like, there's, <laughs> it's here's the cross, here's the steeple, <laughs> here you go. There's all these... There's a lot going on. Mother Mary, uh, but, hymnal. Yeah, it's a... Yeah. Right, and I always thought that Mother Mary, which we'll, we will get to, was about, you know, was Jesus-related, and mm -hmm. of course, like, he's playing with that, but it's not about that either. Um, 
But I really do like the more back-to-basics approach that you hear on the single version, uh, the naked version, which I've said before was, I mean, I've heard most of these songs on this record I heard in that version first, uh, as well as the anthology version. Uh, I can't imagine a world where this doesn't exist either. It's just ubiquitous. It's everywhere. There's a reason you hear it everywhere. It's Mm. because it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good song. Yeah, um, you know we we need to carve some time, and maybe this is right now to talk about the Let It Be Naked um, rollout because that was in two thousand three, and you know yeah. we were alive. <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> and I, 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 I we talked about this before. I distinctly remember there was a like a one hour radio special, you know, and I guess oh. it was on Q one hundred four. It was sure. a, it was a syndicated radio special for the album. And uh, they interviewed different musicians about the Beatles in general, and one of them was Fred Durst. <laughs> we Excuse really me? needed Fred Durst. Yes, that's right. Uh, you know, uh, chocolate starfish man himself. Do you think he he uh, he he did that for the for the nookie? Uh, yeah, he certainly didn't do it for the cookie. <laughs> was he wearing a backwards red cap? Uh, the radio, I don't know. Um, did it have the Apple logo event. on it? Yeah. <laughs> but that's cool. I didn't yeah. know that. That's an interesting... I might have to go find that and see what the it's, rollout for that was. I'm yeah, sure I would just... somewhere. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Um, a better host would have tracked that down beforehand. Uh, but I did appreciate... Like, I knew there was some controversy about Phil Spector and Let It Be, but I didn't really know the whole story at the time uh, and and you know now that there's more context it's like paul was both right and a, you know a little too annoyed at the same time over sure. uh the treatment of let it be you know yeah yeah i mean it's like like in a vacuum it's like it's not their greatest album either but I think he always it, because it was their last um, their last output into the world. I think that probably weighed on him that it wasn't what he wanted to go with. He because uh, it yeah sorry. I mean after I mean after watching the the like a thousand hours of them making this record, mm-hmm. you you're it's very obvious what he was trying to go for, and the released album was not that. No. And he had that, sh- and I think he, and obviously he carried that chip on his shoulder for, uh, what was it, 30 years? 33 years. 30, 33 years? Mm-hmm. Like, also, I think at that time, like, there was, I think, uh, audio technology had gotten to, like, Pro Tools was around. And, I mean, that's a criticism of this, of the naked version, is that, like, it feels very digitally processed. Mm-hmm. And that there's something like there's some trickery involved that in the in, in the way it sounds and the way it was edited, but there was enough new audio technology around where he probably felt like, hey, we can really clean this up and make this sound a little bit better. And uh, I think the success of the anthology series, which came out in '96, and the the one record in t- yeah. 2001, I believe, uh, I think that that helped. And um, at the time, in 1970, he lost control of the project, the Let It Be project, that, that, yeah, he wanted a back-to-basics approach. And I think by the time this was originally released, uh, the Beatles publicly had broken up. 
uh, Paul was the yeah. one who made it public, uh, although John was the first to declare them over. Um, Correct. Yes. Now, a question for you. Because sure. after watching so much of so much of Let It Be, or sorry, of, of the Get Back film, uh, and hearing them work on these songs and woodshed them for so long, and then we've heard the Glenn Johns version, and we've heard so many different mm-hmm. machinations of these songs. What do you think of Naked now? Um, I feel, I think I prefer Naked to the original, um, only because the original is so confusing to me, because it's both... Um, purposely ramshackle with, with with stage banter and all that yeah. and also these you know polyphonic spreeish uh tunes you know and yeah. it's so complicated um but i do like the banter you know um that goes with it because this is the rare beatle album like usually their music is a little ahead of everybody else and I, it feels like here they performed, they wrote and performed these songs for the most part in early 1969. It sounds like the music that was being made and put out in 1969. Like this was, but they left at the right time. Um, so yeah. it's not a huge deal to me if Naked never came out. I'm glad it did. But because of how average, I would say, this album is it's not that big of a deal to me but i i would say i prefer naked i prefer the naked uh mixes to the the original uh as a whole yeah yeah i i I agree with you and i think i after hearing i guess what i'm going to compare naked to is probably like the glenn johns version that was the original mix yeah i think that the Glenn Johns version sounds very 1969 with its use, like heavy use of reverb <laughs> that is liberally applied everywhere and has the stage banter, which I don't particularly care for. I don't, I'm n- I've never thought that the Beatles needed to do skits. Um, <laughs> like I don't need, well, you're John. not going to like the B side. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> um, but I think after watching that film, it made me appreciate um, what Paul had like tried to do, and all, all those, sure. all those year, many years from now, many, <laughs> many years ago. Years. Yeah, I mean, yes. since Brian Epstein's death, he pretty much was the uh, manager of the group. He kept them going yeah. for another two, two and a half years, um, and he was a workaholic. I mean, I think he'd admit that. You know? Yeah, <laughs> always churning out songs. Yeah, he 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 never stopped. Yeah. But anyway, I'm glad I'm glad we actually we finally got to talk about this record, <laughs> this uh the the, the album many and, versions and yeah we should yeah. point out the Glenn Johns mix it was going to be called Get Back and yep. it was shelved in I don't know I guess April '69 somewhere in between them recording Let It Be with the rooftop concert and before they started recording Abbey Road, yeah. um it was scrapped. And they were like, well, we'll just deal with this later. And then by the time they dealt with it, it was a huge mess. Um, and Phil Spector ended up in control. And it was called Let It Be. And da, da, da. Okay. So the song Let It Be, the title track, uh, was written during the sessions for the White Album, 
at a time when Paul felt isolated as the only member of the Beatles still keen to keep the group together. Although his public persona remained upbeat, privately Paul was feeling insecure and wounded by the gradual disintegration of the Beatles. During this period, his mother Mary, who had passed away in 1956 when Paul McCartney was 14, appeared to him in a dream. That was something he had a comment with John, uh, where they both lost their mothers when they were uh, young teenagers. Right. Um, one night during the, this is Paul speaking. Uh, one night during this tense time, I had a dream. I saw my mum, M U M, who'd been dead ten years or so, and it was so great to see her because that's a wonderful thing about dreams. You actually are reunited with that person for a second. There they are, and you appear to both be physically together again. It was so wonderful for me, and she was very reassuring. In a dream, she said, "It'll be all right." I'm not sure she used the words "let it be," but that was the gist of her advice. It was, don't worry too much, it will turn out okay. It was such a sweet dream, I woke up thinking, oh, it was really great to visit with her again. I felt very blessed to have that dream. So that got me writing the song, Let It Be. I literally started off Mother Mary, which was her name, when, my, when I find myself in times of trouble, which I certainly found myself in. The song was based on that dream. So Paul has done a lot of work, good work, through dreams yesterday, yes. famously. Um, I also like that he kind of uh, edited his mother in a dream. Like, I think she said, let it be. That was a gist. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Anymore. You know, this is what I took from it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she, she came back in another dream like, that's not what I said. <laughs> Ooh. I will haunt you for this the rest of my days. Uh, less of your days, at least. Uh, Sorry, less of your days. Ooh, ouch. So, of course, you know, uh, people interpreted Mother Mary's The Virgin Mary. Uh, mm-hmm. And Paul commented on that. He said, uh, Mother Mary makes it a quasi-religious thing, so you could take it that way. I don't mind. I'm quite happy if people want to use it to shore up their faith. I have no problem with that. I think it's a great thing to have faith of any sort, particularly in the world we live in. John Lennon felt little affection for the song, it was partly responsible for sandwiching it between the throwaway Diggit and Maggie May on a Let It Be album, which effectively sent up any perceived portentousness. John said, yeah. That's Paul. What could you say? Nothing to do with the Beatles. It could have been Wings. I don't know what he's thinking when he writes Let It Be. I think it was inspired by a bridge over troubled waters. That's my feeling, although I have nothing to go on. I know he wanted to write a bridge over troubled waters. Okay. So first of all, it's water, not waters. Secondly, yeah. bridge over troubled water was recorded in August 1969, nine months after Paul was performing it with the group. And number three, shut up, John. <laughs> Come on. John Lennon's query, are we supposed to giggle with the solo, was asked prior to take 23, and that was used in Anthology 3. As were his comments, I think that was rather grand. I'd take one home with me. And, okay, let's truck it. <gasps> you bounder, you cheat! The latter spoke it after take 25. Also, oh, yes. John's not very funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he is on heroin. For a heroin yes. addict, he's pretty funny. I don't know. I'm just most most of the time when he was talking in that movie, I was just like, "You need to shut up." Ooh, wow. Yes, like none of the none of these jokes are funny, and none of them make sense. Uh, what you're, was the? You're, you're, 
when Peter Sellers was there, he, he was like number seven. And it was just him like mugging. It was just yes. a facial expression. It was very dry British humor. I'll say yes, that. Yes, and Peter Sellers was very uncomfortable. Yeah, he's like, oh. He, he, could, not, he could not wait to leave. No. Oh, there's like, cameras here. Okay. He's like, he's like Ringo, do you want to escape to my yacht again? I wish I was in Sardinia right now. Yes, that's what he's thinking. He said, Sardinia, Sardinia. Peter, you're in Sardinia. So, Smile. Right. Leave. <laughs> I w- want to have an octopus. Uh, George Harrison added a new guitar solo on April 30th, 1969, recorded through a rotating Leslie speaker. The solo was used on the single version of the song and is available on the Past Masters collection. It was also supposed to feature in the aborted Get Back album with Glenn Johns, which we talked about. Um, yep. And I preferred this version out of all the other versions, I would say. The one on pa- the Past Masters one? Yes. Well, th- that, was the, that was the single, right? That's yes. That's the single version? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yep. it's a good, it's a good solo. Paul, his wife Linda, the lovely Linda, and George Harrison triple tracked some high harmony vocals, and more reduction mixes were made. Today's final recording saw George Harrison add lead guitar, including a new solo, along with maracas by Paul and extra drums by Ringo. This solo can be heard on the Let It Be album. So uh, this was the only time Linda appeared on a Beatles track in any yep. regard. And uh, maybe the less we talk about Linda's alleged vocals, the better. Total silence for Andrew. Okay. No, because there there's that, um, you don't know if it's real or not, where they isolated her vocals for at a Wings concert, and it's really bad, and, you know, people like, you know, whatever. It wasn't her idea to join Wings. That was Paul. And, that was Paul's idea. Yeah. Relax. I mean, you, you hear her vocals very clearly on... Um on a long, long, hair, long haired lady, mm-hmm. on Ram, and as a Ram stand, of course, he would know that. I well, I think I gave that one to Josie. So mm. the album version was mixed by Phil Spector on March twenty sixth, nineteen seventy. This version features Harrison's second guitar solo, overdub, fewer backing vocals, a delay effect on Ringo's hi hat, and more prominent orchestration. The final chorus is three "Let It Be" lines as the There Will Be an Answer line is repeated twice instead of once is on the single before the Whisper Words of Wisdom line to close the song. A new mix was made for Let It Be Naked. Spectre's echo was removed, as were the Maracas and Tom Tom overdubs from the 4th of January. Billy Preston's Lowry organ is also more prominent in the first verse, and mm-hmm. added guitar flourishes come to the fore. The guitar solo was from a different take from January 31st, 1969. So many guitar solos. Ringo disliked Phil Spector's version where Star's drumming was augmented by Spector's tape delay effect to his hi-hats during the song's second verse and added shakers. So Let It Be Naked features his original stripped-down approach drumming. Also departed were the Tom Tom overdub rolls heard after the guitar solo during the third verse. Starr commented that after the release of Naked, he would now have to listen to Paul McCartney saying, I told you so, when talking about Spectre's production. Told you so. Yep. Told you so. Yep. The single reached number two in the charts. It fared better elsewhere, charting at number one in the United States. Woo! Australia, Italy, Norway, and Switzerland. 
Hey now. Although the song, what's uh, what's the best part uh, about Switzerland? Um, the skiing. Well, their flag is a big plus. <laughs> That's a good dad joke. Thank you. I'm going to use that. You're now. welcome. I was telling my niece a bunch of uh, <laughs> jokes, uh, and I realized she wouldn't get that one, <laughs> but I remembered it. <laughs> That's a really good one. Although the songs performed regularly during McCartney's performances, there are a few notable notable uh, instances that we should bring up. Uh, yeah. At the as one of the closing acts of the Live Aid charity concert on July 13, 1985, it was beset by technical difficulties when his microphone failed for the first two minutes of his piano performance, making it difficult for TV viewers and impossible for those in the stadium to hear him. As a result, previous performers David Bowie, Bob Geldof, Allison Boyette, and Pete Townsend returned to the stage to back him up. He later joked about changing the lyrics to, There will be some feedback, let it be. He re-recorded his vocals afterwards for future home video releases. Wasn't he was the closing act, right? Before um, you know, do they know it's Christmas, right? I think so. Yeah. I think he got the final slot. I would think so. You'd I think mean, Queen I mean, did based on, you know, they stole I know. Those. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> I know. No, I like the Queen. I mean, that's one of the best that's one of the best performances of all time. Hello? Also, Elvis Elvis Costello did a hell of a Beatles cover at Live Aid too. Uh, what did he cover? All you need is love. Ah, yeah. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? I don't know. Along with a seven hundred person congregation, McCartney, Harrison, and Starr sang "Let It Be" during a memorial service for Linda McCartney at Saint Martin in the Fields Church in Trafalgar Square in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. McCarty also led a crowd-rousing rendition as part of the finale of the Concert for New York City, a benefit concert he organized featuring many famous musicians. I forgot that he organized it. That took place on October 20, 2001 at Madison Square Garden uh, in response to the 9-11 attacks. And two, and, I, uh, I remember that yeah. it started with David Bowie. Uh, Let's say Bowie stole the show. Where he opened with America, a cover of Simon and Garfunkel's America on, uh, what was it? What was the instrument? Oh, like a, it's a omnichord. Okay, yeah, I believe. I just I just remember yeah. he was sitting uh, crisscross applesauce, and yes, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. That, well, you know, also it makes sense because uh, you know David Bowie also did want to write his own bridge over troubled waters. Uh, Call back. In 2003, before playing his concert in Moscow's Red Square, McCarty performed a private rendition for Russian President Vladimir Putin in the Kremlin. What? Ron Howard voice. That didn't age well. On July 18, 2008, McCarty performed Let It Be with Billy Joel and his band to close the final concert at Chase Stadium in Queens, New York, before its demolition. Yes, I was at the first night. The first last night. The first that was supposed to be the last night, and then he added another show. Motherfucker! <laughs> right, and it's like, come on! And then he, and then Billy Joel had the nerve to say, "It's like the la- it's the last double play at Shea." We're like, come on, dude. Uh, he's a Yankee fan. Fuck him. <laughs> uh, yeah. On July, on June fourth, twenty twelve, McCarty performed a song as part of his set during the concert for the Queen, celebrating the Diamond Jubilee of Queen Elizabeth II. We talked about this uh, on the Her Majesty episode. He performed yes. Her Majesty. And 
Our last episode, yes. yes. On June 25th, 2022, McCarty performed a song as he headlined the Pyramid Stage at the Glastonbury Festival. A crowd of, of over 100,000 sang along, likely the biggest crowd the Pyramid Stage had ever seen. What? And uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up on August 17th, 2023, Dolly Parton released a cover of Let It Be featuring Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr, plus Peter Frampton and Mick Fleetwood. It's not bad. That's a that's a pretty good band. That's a, that's, that's not bad. Not a bad band. I'd go, I'd go see that band. Yeah, I, uh, I'd go see that band. Love. Hey, have you guys heard about this new band? Mm. Uh, sorry. Uh, what else is in the music news? Love count. <laughs> Thank you. Lo- Love count zero. Josie scale. I'm good to say yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This one gets a yeah. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine.